It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Washington football team fans to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, joined as always by Chris Russell. Both of us on Twitter, find me at dharrison82, find Chris at russellmania621, also find Chris at team980 and at 1067, the fan in Washington, D.C. and covering the Washington football team for Sports Illustrated. Find this show at Locked WFT Pod. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for joining us in what's sure to be an exciting offseason for the Washington football team as they look to basically shape the future of the franchise uh, and what a, what a future it could turn out to be with the, with the nucleus that the team has. If you've been with us for a while, we, of course, appreciate you coming back and staying with us. Uh, and again, we promise to bring you the best content we can throughout the season. Either way, uh, regardless of whether you're new or you're experienced with the show, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you like to get your podcast. Leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know how you think we're doing, where we can do better, and where we're already doing great. Chris, uh, always fun to talk to you, of course, and... Uh, surprise, surprise, the conversation that we're going to lead off with today <laughs> is about the quarterback position. Yeah. Shocker, right? <laughs> hey, David, how are you? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, um, Ron Rivera has been making the rounds. I mean, we talked on the last episode about Rivera, Marty Herney, Martin Mayhew, uh, all meeting with the media for an hour. And of course, the future of the quarterback position and whether they should go after a franchise quarterback. Again, we discussed that a lot at length on the last episode. Uh, maybe as we get a little bit more time, we can replay certain portions uh, of that audio uh, maybe next week when we're not as busy with stuff. Uh, but it was interesting because then they come the, the one-on-ones, right, uh, afterwards. And, and I know Ron... Uh, did one with Scott Abraham of ABC7 uh, on Wednesday afternoon after that press conference. And he basically alluded to, and, and maybe I want to say double down, David, but uh, certainly went a little bit harder with the whole not surrendering the farm for a franchise quarterback, for a franchise stud, kind of trying to find that balance. Uh, and then that, of course, brings back the whole Alex Smith situation. And on Thursday morning, he was a guest of my buddy Kevin Sheehan on the radio station that I do a show for on the Team 980. Uh, and Kevin's on from six to nine, very smart, analytical, savvy, good questioner, good interviewer. I wish I had his interviewing skills, but he said, basically, what are the chances that Alex Smith is on the roster this coming season, which is as elementary of a question as you can ask. And, you know, David, I don't know about you kind of getting a feel for Ron Rivera. I feel like I've got a pretty good feel for what he means, how he says things when he's being honest, what <laughs> you know, how to read between the lines. And he said, quote, I think that, you know, the chances are there, end quote. So if I said, I think that, you know, the chances are there to you about Alex Smith, before we even get into the contract, would you take that as a glowing endorsement? No, absolutely not. And and, I mean, I, I just look back at any work environment. I mean, no matter, you know, who out there is listening, like just go to work someday 
ask your boss, hey, do you think that I will be a critical part of this organization a year from now? And if they look at you and say, I think that, you know, the chances are there. How would you feel about that? You know what I mean? And football is no different. I mean, that's, that's, that's really, I mean, it's not damning per se, but it's definitely not encouraging. Yeah. I mean, it's not what you would want to hear, right? I mean, he's not saying the door is completely shut, nor should he. Uh, he's not saying that there's a great chance. And quite honestly, he shouldn't say that either. And part of the reason you know, besides Alex being 37, and we all know a remarkable, remarkable inspiration, comeback story, leader, character guy, just a guy, just a dude, right? I mean, just everything you would want from a person, that's Alex Smith. But this is football, and he's 37, and he's injury prone. There's, I mean, you can safely say that, right? Whether you want to say, look, the, the 17 surgeries compromised him. No. Of course, they had some short and long-term effect. And did it lead to, again, the calf issue, which they actually clarified and said it was more of a bone bruise that he couldn't really overcome uh, with the exception of play, um in that Sunday night week 17 clincher against Philadelphia. And he was clearly hobbled as that game went along. How do you go into a season with Alex Smith being an injury concern with Kyle Allen coming off of a significant injury? And of course now being an injury concern, Taylor Heineke, an injury concern because he's not that big of a guy. And, you know, he's a little, he's a little reckless with his mobility. Eh, reckless is wrong, but he's certainly uh, aggressive with his mobility, which yeah. you want a quarterback, but that means he's going to take some extra shots. And even when he doesn't take a big shot, he might hurt himself like he did stretching out towards the pylon on that touchdown in the playoff game against Tampa Bay. So uh, just to circle the wagons, right? You have three quarterbacks with major, major, major injury questions or concerns. David, if I said to you that this is the first time that they can get out of Alex Smith's contract because it's an 18.75 non-guaranteed base mm -hmm. with a $4.3 million proration and a $250,000 workout bonus, and he's still got another year left, and the cap number in 2021 is around 23.5, and the cap number in 2022 would be about 25.5 because the base goes up. You can again get rid of a huge portion of that 18.75. I, I guess the question to you is at that number, at those numbers, is there any chance, zero to 100, if you just let the contract alone, Alex Smith would be back? No. I mean, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely in love with the Alex Smith story and, and who he has, who he is as a human being. And, and you go back to Andy Reid's comments during Super Bowl media week. I mean, he loves Alex Smith as well. And, and that's great, but guess what? Alex Smith isn't part of that franchise for a reason. And the reason isn't because he's bad at football. He's not bad at football. He's just not a transcendent talent. And that's what they thought they had in Pat Mahomes. And obviously they were right, but moving on from that, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you just chronicled the injury concerns across the board here. And that's, kind of the difficult situation that that the, this franchise finds himself in is you're essentially trying to improve a trait in, in your quarterback position that you cannot evaluate. Like you can't go into the senior bowl and evaluate the likelihood of a quarterback to get injured, right? That's just, mm -hmm. that's, that's not a thing. And even on the veteran market, you can't evaluate that. I mean, Derek Carr has probably a better uh, injury history or just off the top of my head than Alex Smith does. Um, that's not hard to do really, but you bring Derek Carr and he could tear his ACL day one of training camp. You know what I mean? Right. Knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen to him. So you, you're in a really hard position. So really what you have to look at is the return on uh, return on investment if he stays healthy. So if Alex Smith stays healthy, 
what is our return on investment? And I just don't see him being a $24 million quarterback uh, in the current, even if he's healthy all the way. I mean, $24 million quarterback, you're talking Teddy Bridgewater, who, no, he's not the greatest in the world, but he did pretty well for a Carolina team that was not expected to do a whole lot. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to pay $24 million. Granted, that's a whole lot of, there's a, there's a lot of money coming in the future there. You know what I mean? So I don't look at him in that light. And I mean, if you, if you start talking about what it would keep, what it would take to keep him, I don't know that Alex Smith would take that big of a pay cut either to stay. But at the same time, if you're Alex Smith and you go out on the open market, where, where are you going to land that you have right. as good a chance of starting as you do in Washington? Because I think if you keep Alex Smith, you're not bringing in a Derek Carr or, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say Deshaun. I think Deshaun Watson kind of transcends that conversation. But there's a lot of veterans out there that might be available, Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world, that if you keep Alex Smith at a reduced roster or cap number, you're not bringing those guys in. So now if you're Alex Smith, you're competing against a rookie. Whereas if you go on the open market, you're probably going into a situation where you may have another veteran already in there and they may be going after a young quarterback or you're starting behind a young quarterback. And now it's basically a situation where you're the uh, Josh McCown of this team. And I mean, so the best situation for Alex is to stay in Washington. The best situation for Washington is to pay a lot less money for a veteran quarterback. So if they come to the table, honestly, about that discussion, then I think they can come to an agreement, but that's the big F and, and you know, that's right. the elephant in the room, I suppose. What if I told you that, you know, if Alex was willing to do this and I don't know if he's willing to do this again, you have the $4.3 million proration. You're stuck with that no matter what. Uh, and the 250 K bonus. So that brings you to roughly $4.5 million. If he was to take a $2.5 million base salary, just use that as an, uh, you know, as a made up number, I have no idea what he'd be willing to take, you know, so you get a cap number around 7 million, 7.5 million for 2021. Is that seven or 7.5 million roughly better spent on Alex Smith, who's a good fit for the system. You know him, you know the character, he knows the offense, all of that stuff. He's familiar with everybody. Or is that seven, seven and a half, eight million dollars better spent on somebody different, i.e. a Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Mitchell Trubisky, somebody from the outside, again, that might be a little bit more of a healthier option, at least on paper, uh, and certainly would be younger, at least in the case of Mitch Trubisky, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean that number sounds that's that sounds great to me. You know what I mean? Um, you're talking Case Keenum money at that point in time, and uh, th- that kind of fits. And I mean that some people might take that as an insult towards Alex Smith. It's not meant to be, uh, but that kind of fits that Case Keenum mold. You know, and and again, Alex would know in that situation. I mean, he's got to know now. Like the Washington Football Team is not coming into this offseason saying that Alex Smith is our guy. They're looking for an upgrade. Period. Whether they get one or not is 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 going to be determined. But they're looking for an upgrade, no matter who that is. Um, so if you're, so if you're Alex Smith, again, this is your opportunity. Again, you stick on the roster as the veteran, you take that case, case Keenum role, you take that case Keenum money and potentially you get that case Keenum opportunity where the young guy either doesn't pan out or there's an injury or something like that. And you get to start and look, and if you, if you, if you do a favor for the Washington football team, call it a favor. If you, if you help the Washington football team franchise, you come out and say five weeks and do it. You're lighting the world on fire, but they still want to pull a Miami Dolphins and send Justin Fields or whoever, you know, uh, uh, whoever they have, the, the young guy that they have on the roster out there onto the field to get some experience and all that stuff. Maybe they do you a solid and they trade you to a team that is now looking for veteran leadership because of, you know, a combination of factors. Who knows? A la Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford, right? They did him a solid. So now in the offseason, they did him a solid. That is something that I could see this franchise wanting to do. They could use some good press, right? So Alex Smith, 
thanking the franchise on his way out to another franchise to potentially become a starter there would definitely be some good press. So again, in my eyes, when, when the Washington football team comes to Alex Smith and they say, listen, we're willing to keep you, but it's got to be at a lower number. I don't see how you just say, no, you've at least got to negotiate. And, you know, if, if you can't live with the number, if you can't live with seven and a half million, Alex Smith, then so be it. But I think you at least have to come to the table because it's your, it's your best shot. Right. And re- and a reminder, you can't go any lower than 4.5 million. So that's the, like the absolute lowest in terms of cap number, cap number, which is much more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of injury problems, right? What do we see a lot of injured players or players struggling with cramps sometimes using on the sidelines to help work through those situations? Stationary bikes, right? Well, we've got a company that doesn't make stationary bikes. They're spin bikes, but you kind of see where I'm going with this. And we're, we're talking about echelon when it comes to getting in shape or staying in shape. Nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon has world-class instructors that will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand level studio classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone and one membership lets up to five family members work out all at the same time, regardless of the piece of equipment you want. Whether you want a fitness bike, a fitness mirror, a rowing machine, or an Echelon Stride Smart treadmill, they've got something for everything. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on now to take advantage of everything they've got to offer. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, David and I have you covered on everything you need to know about what's going on with the Washington football team. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Along with David Harrison, uh, I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David at dharrison82, and make sure you're tuning in to the Locked on Bucks podcast as they're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl Sunday coming up in on Sunday in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. We will squeeze in a little bit uh, on that. But, David, I, I wanted to bounce real quickly to this. A new rumor, a new kind of spin, a new name, if you will, came up on Thursday. Daniel Jeremiah, lead NFL draft analyst for the NFL Network, uh, and someone who was a former NFL scout with three different teams who I've known for a while. Um, Daniel doesn't usually just make things up. So somebody, I think, whispered a little birdie in his ear, if you will. And then he used his smarts and his knowledge to say this on his Move the Sticks podcast uh, on Thursday. He said about Sam Darnold, the New York Jets quarterback, quote, you also have to keep an eye on the WFT, meaning the Washington football team. To me, he fits what they do as well. I think he would be a good fit there, end quote. So if I said that to you, David, Sam Darnold, who obviously you would have to trade for right now. I guess he could be released 
although that's unlikely. Right now, you would have to trade for him. Would you be in on attempting to acquire Sam Darnold? Uh, I mean, yes, only from the standpoint that he's young. He's young enough that he has, he has potentially not reached his peak. And there's been enough excitement from an evaluation standpoint across the National Football League and the scouting world that there is obviously some raw talent there to be tapped into. I'm going to be completely forthcoming, completely honest. Sam Darnold has really never moved the needle for me when he was coming out of school through the NFL draft process and then into the NFL. I've just never really kind of been a guy that bought into the Sam Darnold hype or whatever you want to call it. Obviously, it's gone down significantly since then. Um, if, if I were going to recommend a trade or something like that, that, that would, that would satisfy, you know, both teams needs, I guess, I think you're looking at a Josh Rosen type of situation to be quite honest. I think you're looking at a very low risk, uh, trade for the Washington football team. The New York jets are essentially saying, listen, we just want to get what we can while we move on from what was obviously not a good fit. Uh, and then just move forward with our future of our franchise, because if, if Robert Sala doesn't believe in, in Sam Darnold as the quarterback of his football team and the future for the New York Jets, and there's no reason to keep him there, there's no reason to force that relationship to happen, get Sam Darnold out of there. The Jets get what they can from who they can. And, you know, the, the market is is stacked with quarterbacks that are probably going to be moving this year. So this is not the good time to be, be trading a former first-round draft pick mm-hmm. uh, that you just don't want. So they're just going to have to basically take what they can get. I mean, you're selling – you know, you're selling something that not a lot of people are going to want, but if you're the Washington football team and you have the opportunity for very low draft capital, you know, let's say the Alex Smith situation works out. And even if he comes in at say 10 million, you know what I mean? They meet at 10 million. Uh, Alex Smith, you know, comes back next year for $10 million. You trade a mid round draft pick, you know, or whatever for Sam Darnold. And then you still spend maybe a fifth round draft pick on a guy like Jamie Newman, or maybe a second round draft pick on a Kyle Trask, whoever, you know, whoever's available uh, if Mac Jones, you know, slips far enough, whatever, what have you, then if you're the Washington football team, you've got three bites at the apple to get this thing right, but you haven't spent a whole lot. So if you don't get it right, you still have the opportunity a year or two from now to still reset again. And you haven't right. cost your franchise a whole lot. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting that you bring all that up because I'm starting to play the numbers game in my mind. Right. I, I mean, if Alex Smith is not here, obviously the numbers fit better, but you still have theoretically Taylor Heineke uh, and Kyle Allen reasonably under contractual control, even though both are free agents. One's a restricted free agent, uh, meaning Heineke and one's an exclusive rights free agent. And then you still have Steven Montez, uh, who was on the practice squad the entire year and got a couple of game day elevations, but never actually played a game. So, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, you can bring four quarterbacks to camp. Can you bring five? Meaning if you go out, you know, if, if, well, let, let, let me put it this way. If you get rid of Alex Smith, I think, you would have to bring in a veteran quarterback, obviously, uh, of some sort, whether it's Darnold, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whether it's Marcus Mariota, somebody like that. The question is, is if you're keeping Alex Smith, does that say under a reduced contract, does that then kind of um, put you in a, in a tough spot in terms of upgrading and in terms of then bringing in another veteran quarterback. We can debate this more as we go along. You know, kind of, uh, I thought it was real interesting that Doug Farrar of USA Today's Touchdown Wire had him on my Team 980 radio show on Thursday, uh, and he does a lot of film study. And when I asked him about Darnold, he said the first quarterback that still in his mind fits the system and that he thinks ultimately is going to go to Washington is Cam Newton. And I know Cam Newton is beat up at this 
point, but can you bring him in again on a cheap one year type deal, get rid of Alex one year type deal, you know, three, $4 million, whatever. He knows the system. He fits the system. We know that. Can he play? I don't know, but I mean, at least you would have a couple of different options in Heineke and Kyle Allen and maybe a, even a drafted quarterback and Montez uh, as, as your next option. So, uh, I mean, it's interesting there, but again, and, and I, and I really don't want to stay on a negative tip here, but I'm, I'm not a Cam Newton guy uh, as far as, you know, the last few years of his career have gone. I feel bad for him because he's been a super talented guy in the national football league for a long time. I just think all the, the hits and the style of play that he has, that's, that's the concern you always have with a mm-hmm. quarterback that runs first and throws second is eventually they're not going to be able to run. I mean, age catches up, injury catches up. I mean, these guys, you know, are in what they call the equivalent of two arc, two car accidents a game. If they're part of the physical part of this game, you have a quarterback that has been a part of that for the majority of his career. So uh, yeah, Cam Newton's days, his best days are, are behind him to me. Um, I would rather bring in Alex Smith, uh, bring him back rather uh, than Cam Newton, unless Cam Newton's coming in at about five million under uh, what Alex Smith is coming in, you know that's that's probably uh, the biggest determined that's discriminating factor for me. But yeah, Cam Newton to me is not that good of an option. All right, guys, there's only one place that has you covered for all your action this weekend with the big game on tap, and one place David and I trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You want to put some action down on the Chiefs, on the Buccaneers, on the number, on the total, on the first half, on a prop bet. It's all there for you. I was scanning through it on Thursday. There's some interesting prop bets that you can have a little juice on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. It's not just about the big game, NBA, NHL, college hoops. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, speaking of having a little juice, 2020 mercifully over. We know we're full throttle into 2021. David, it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you guys are betting this year, not only do you want to check out betonline.ag, but also the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy and our guy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, including the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, so... Earlier this week, I had a chance to catch up with ESPN senior NFL insider Adam Schefter. We're going to play up that interview uh, for you right here and right now. Uh, I started off by asking him about the Washington football team pursuit of a franchise quarterback. Take a listen to what Schefter had to say. Uh, all right, we do have Adam Schefter right now. He's uh, kind enough to give us a few minutes here on the Super Bowl 55 week. Of course, he is the host of the Adam Schefter podcast, ESPN senior NFL insider, and of course, the author of 
uh, of a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book uh, called uh, The Man I Never Met, which, uh, you know, I've read and, and, again, brings tears to my eyes a couple of times and every time I think about it. Uh, and Adam's been so kind to me and so great for JDRF and uh, doing so many things. Adam, uh, it's Chris Russell here in D.C. Thanks again for your time. How are you? Chris, thank you for having me. Uh, great to be with you. You, you you're, you're tremendous at what you do. And I appreciate you taking the time today. Wow, that is so kind of you. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, and also, Adam, working with Rocket Mortgage uh, and the Super Square. So, guys, make sure you check that out. He's got all the uh, sign-up information on his uh, Twitter byline and feed at Adam Schefter, of course. Um, Adam, let, let's start with this. I was just talking about Marty Herney, Martin Mayhew, and Ron Rivera, the trio now. Uh, running this Washington football organization, whether they should cash all the chips in for a franchise stud quarterback like Deshaun Watson and the car rumors are out there. If you were them, how would you go about this? Would you go all in knowing the kind of talent you have now, or would you be more cautious? Well, I, I think that the quarterback position is an important position. And short of trading Chase Young, there isn't a player – on my roster, basically, uh, that I wouldn't be open to listening to or listening about if another team was interested. Uh, it is imperative that the quarterback position get locked down one way or another, however they want to do that, with whoever they identify as somebody that uh, they would like to build around. So we'll see how they do that, but that, that, that becomes the priority this offseason is addressing that position and making sure they get it right. So not to put words in your mouth, but if the, if the price tag for Deshaun Watson, if indeed he becomes available, and I know what Houston is saying, we'll get to that in a sec, is three first-round picks in, say, Montez Sweat or Terry McLaurin, for, you know, just using them as, as yeah. a premier chip player, would, you would do that? Is, that? is that how you view it? Well, it depends how Washington – about Deshaun Watson. If they think that he's what what most people think, which is a franchise elite quarterback, again, yes, I would trade whatever it took to get a player like that. Now, Chris, as you were mentioning, Houston's not of the mind right now to trade Deshaun Watson. Right. They keep saying we're not trading the player. We have zero interest in trade. So it doesn't matter what you offer. You could offer Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer, John Riggins, uh, <laughs> the Washington Monument. They're not yeah. trading him right now. No. Right, so it's 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 moot right now. the The question becomes: Does Houston change its mind, mm -hmm. and does the Texans budge off their stance? And we'll see whether that happens or not. When the new head coach Cully comes in there on Friday, Adam, and says the reason why I'm here is because I know Deshaun Watson's going to be my quarterback. Is there any chance? Uh, and and Casario essentially said the same thing. Is there any chance, uh, despite all the reporting and and rumors, and and I believe you reported that Deshaun went to the team right after the season and requested a trade, and we only found out about it last week that maybe Watson has had a change of of heart here uh, in the last couple of days. Is there any chance of that? And they know something that we all don't know. No, he has not had a change of heart. Okay. It's just that that didn't come out until the time that it did. Um, he does not want to play for that team anymore. Now, that's how he feels today. How he'll feel in another month or two or three or four, that's what Houston's banking on. Texans are hoping and thinking that by hiring David Culley, by hiring Pep Hamilton, by hiring some of the coaches that they did, that that will appeal enough to Deshaun Watson to make him want to come back. I 
I don't know that that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have to do whatever they can to get back their franchise quarterback. Right now, no sign that he's willing to do that. Adam Schefter, senior NFL insider with us from ESPN. So kind to give us a few minutes also. Uh, again, make sure you check out the Adam Schefter podcast in which he has Redskins – or Redskins, yeah, there I go. Uh, Washington football team assistant running backs coach Jennifer King, who, of course, made history along with Chris Collinsworth uh, and more on the Adam Schefter podcast. Watch them also on NFL Live coming up today. Um, so – Carr, there was a report last night from somebody in Vegas, I think Vinny Bonsignor, that uh, Las Vegas was looking for two first-round picks so that they could make a run at Watson. We've heard these rumors about John Gruden and Derek Carr not being on the same page. Where do you believe that relationship is, and how hard do you think maybe Vegas will try and acquire somebody different at that quarterback position? Um, I, it's hard to say. I think John Gruden loves quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that he's drawn to over time, right? Uh, he he likes to study the ones in the draft. He's continually linked to them. Um, they had a top 10 offense under Derek Carr, and Derek Carr has taken strides under John Gruden. Their defense is, is really poor. So I, I don't think quarterback is the issue. Now, saying that, would John Gruden want Deshaun Watson? Or again, I, I think there are probably 29, 30 teams in the league that would want Deshaun Watson. So I, I don't know how that's going to work out. I know last year there was a lot of talk the Raiders would go after Brady, Tom Brady, and uh, I think they they checked into it but never really went anywhere with it. So I, I think if you're a team that is in the quarterback market uh, or, or just in the market to improve your team, you, you'd have to look at everything, Chris. And if, if a player like Deshaun Watson becomes available, and I say becomes available because Houston is not – like I said, of the money to trade him right now, even though the player wants to be traded, mm-hmm. then, then of course you have to look at it. I know you got to run in a minute, but Super Bowl 55 coming up Sunday. Uh, for Tom yeah. Brady, does this do anything at all if he loses to his legacy? I don't think it does. Does it yeah. do anything for you? No. He, he goes down as the greatest quarterback. He, he has taken uh, a home team to the Super Bowl for the first time. He... It was his 10th Super Bowl? Yeah. Come on, 10? No. 10. <laughs> 10. So if he loses, okay. So he's got one more Super Bowl loss in his ledger. Right. Um, I To me, no. His standing is secure. His place is safe. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He He's all those things and more. I, I don't think it's any kind of issue. The NFL has made it to the finish line. Adam Schefter is all over it every day and more. Adam, I can't thank you enough for uh, giving us some your time. I know you're very busy. You've always been so kind to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, I'm a huge fan of your work. And, and again, well, thank I, you so I, much Chris, for everything you do. I, I appreciate the way you handle yourself. Keep up your great work, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, once again, that is Adam Schefter. That interview at theteam980.com. Just go search out the podcast. Uh, Chris Russell's show from February 3rd, hour number one. All right, so along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell, part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, There's so much going on. Um, David, I wanted to get to something other than than the quarterback situation, right? Um, You sent this, you found this from Bleacher Report the other day, and they came up with kind of a series of trades that they want to see, right? Almost fantasy-type trades, but obviously you're, you're using some common sense and some reality here. And the one that they came up with right off the top of the bat 
as the article was starting, was the Cleveland Browns trading Odell Beckham Jr. to the Washington football team. Now, if I asked you, David Rivera, if you were interested in the Odell Beckham Jr. experience, what would you say? I'm not. Um, yeah, it's it, this is not the episode for me to talk about available players. I'll tell you what. Uh, I promise any new listeners, I'm not always this down on people. Listen, Odell Beckham Jr., is a, is a great talent. He's he's a supremely talented player and, and all that. And I know that he's been better, you know, call it behaved, whatever you want to call it, with Cleveland. But there's there's just there's a thing about Odell Beckham Jr. And you even saw it during parts of this season, even too, when he was quote unquote, you know, behaving better before the injury. Of course, um, if you don't get Odell Beckham Jr. involved in your offense early in a game and early in the season and consistently throughout the season, consistently throughout a game. He becomes a problem for your team because of his his lack of motivation, because of his his lack of kind of you call it a self starter thing, right? There's a lot of guys out in the in the league mm-hmm. that pride themselves on just being workers and just being part of the system and part of why things go right. And I, and I look at a wide receiver like a Mike Evans or even like a Keenan Allen. I mean, you look at these guys and they're just consummate professionals and they go out there and they do their job for their team. Julio Jones is is famously known for you know. He can have one catch for six yards, no catches for no yards, no targets even because he's being doubled or triple teamed by defenses. And if the Atlanta Falcons come out with a win, Julio Jones is happy. Odell Beckham Jr. has proven time and time and time again in his career. And it's not just when he was young. It's as he's gotten older, you know, even being shipped out of his the team that drafted him and, and so on and so forth, that he wants to be part of the reason the team is winning. And he wants to be the reason the team gets better if they're struggling. And if he's not part of that reason, he is a problem and causes an issue for why they start to struggle. To me, the Cleveland Browns looked better once he left. And I don't celebrate injury, but the but to me, that that's just the eye test. The Cleveland Browns look like a better team after Odell Beckham Jr. went out with his injury than before. And I don't think it's a coincidence. It's not just a matter of getting in the rhythm or getting more comfortable with each other. I think that, again, if you don't get Odell Beckham Jr. involved early, he starts to throw a fit, he starts to play off, he starts to play a little bit lazier because he's 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 not happy, and that causes a problem because now you're playing with 10 people on the field instead of 11. You know, it's interesting. He's got a 15.75 cap number for the Cleveland Browns, but that's really some funny money because – he doesn't uh, until March 20, 20th. Uh, yeah. The base salary of fourteen five is not guaranteed. Now on March twentieth, twelve point seven nine of that fourteen five becomes fully guaranteed. So if you're Cleveland, you got to cut them before March twentieth, and then if you have to cut them, right? Because you can't really trade him, I don't think, because who's going to accept that contract and that guarantee then coming for a guy coming off of a torn ACL and for all the issues that you started? So I don't even know if you have to trade for Odell Beckham uh, to me. My best guess for a player at 29 years old who's a pain in the butt and coming off of a torn ACL, and again, all the things you just said, is that he gets cut, right? I I mean, I don't see, uh, unless he agrees to negotiate that contract down, a way that Cleveland is going to keep him, and then, of course, a team trying to acquire him is going to accept that $12 million-plus guaranteed salary. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably kind of an underrated thing. I don't think people are talking enough, and – Granted, the NFL is not in full-blown off-season mode yet. You know, give it next week or, or even into the next part of the month when the scouting combine isn't happening. There's going to be plenty of people looking for things to talk about. So Odell Beckham Jr. not being a part of the Cleveland Browns' future may be something that comes up. I mean, I, I didn't watch every Browns game, but again, kind of just reiterating what I said. I mean, I watched 
enough Browns games I saw. I mean, Baker Mayfield is out there forcing the ball to Odell Beckham Jr., trying to get him involved. Defenses are keying in on it. They're seeing it, and they're attacking it, and they're going after it. And when it's not working, again, Odell Beckham Jr. can become a problem uh, for that offense. And then I don't. when I look at the Washington football team, I mean, Terry McLaurin's already on the team. Uh, you look at it, Kelvin Harmon, you know what I mean, is eventually going to be coming back, and he's a guy that a lot of people had a lot of hopes for. I was pretty high on him coming out of college as well. And then you've got a really good wide receiver class coming out in this draft. You have the opportunity to have three really strong contributing wide receivers on this team. Um, you've already got some other good weapons on the team. And then, of course, you've got some free agents that are coming available that you don't have to take on the potential risk that a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. brings on. I just I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, to me, there's so many free agent potential possibilities and ways you can go about finding that that compliment to Terry McLaurin, um, the Washington football team is going to have plenty of options. Uh, that's one thing I want to do next week. ESPN Plus put out uh, a, uh, I think it was the top 43 free agent receivers or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, nice. and they broke them down into different tiers. I think we can get some good mileage and some good debate out of that because there are some juicy, juicy names uh, on that. All right, David, this is going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast for our first week together. I, I know you and James Yarko have been doing a tremendous job on the Locked On Bucks podcast as you get ready for Super Bowl 55. So I want to encourage everyone to check out every episode this week, especially of the Locked on Bucks podcast after, of course, you digest every episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, David, good luck to the other team that you're involved with. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll be back for week number two after Super Bowl Sunday. Absolutely. All right, for David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us our first week together. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to our sponsors as well, Echelon uh, and Bet Online. And thanks to you guys for listening all week. Again, for David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.